today's show, we have Taylor and Megan's Epic Trip Report, Part 2. This is WWDW, the Disney World Planning Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 212. I'm your host, Julie Elster, creator of WRWDW.com, the Disney World Planning website. We have part two of Taylor and Megan's Epic Trip Report. If you missed part one, I would head back and listen. They tackled the four park challenge. It's a lot of fun. Go ahead and take a listen if you missed that one. Part two, this episode, we are going to discuss New Year's Eve and the couple of days that follow at Disney World. These are literally some of the busiest days at Walt Disney World, and they managed to do a lot. So if you're planning on visiting during a busy time, you might want to take a listen. Um, But enough chat for me. I'm just going to let them jump right in. All right, let's jump into then your New Year's Eve day. So Magic Kingdom on New Year's Eve. How far in advance did you book your park reservation? I'm curious because I can only, I just assume that that Magic Kingdom was sold out at some point on this day. As soon as we could make parks reservations, we actually made a park reservation for Epcot, thinking we'd start our day in Epcot and then park hop to Magic Kingdom for the evening. That is dangerous. Which is why (laughs) after listening to a lot of people and reading about it, we changed our minds. And I want to say either... I think it was even as late as October or end of September is when I changed it from an Epcot reservation to a Magic Kingdom reservation. Okay. And let let me clarify too, for people who don't know, you had park hoppers. So on like literally any other day of the year, with the exception of maybe Christmas day, you could go to Epcot. And then at this time, you'd have to wait till after two park hop over to Magic Kingdom. But on a super busy day, like New Year's Eve, when Magic Kingdom will most likely hit capacity, they will not let people hop anymore. They will stop people from hopping because it gets so crazy. So I've seen it the last time I personally was there when this happened was on the 50th anniversary. Mm-hmm. I was in Magic Kingdom and they it pops up on on your phone in the app. It's like, sorry for the inconvenience, but you are like guests are unable to park hop. You're only able to get into Magic Kingdom if that is the park you have the reservation for. Or if you have a dining reservation, they'll make an exception. And we um, did park hoppers and a dining reservation. We did have a dining reservation, but at the same time, we didn't want to risk it in case it was like yeah, super no, capacity. I, I, or if you get a cast member who doesn't know because these things happen, like they were just told, like, sorry, you can't hop. Like you just you don't want to be in that situation. So switching it to Magic Kingdom because that's where you want it to be for New Year's Eve, that that was a smart move. So I'm glad that you guys did that. So let's let's talk uh, a little bit about this day because I want to hear about crowds. I want to hear if it did hit capacity. I want to hear about about everything. So let's start with with the morning. You said you're going to get there early and then just spend the whole day there, right? So let's let's get yeah, into your morning. Yeah, and because we knew crowds were going to be so big, we wanted to make sure, hey, if this is our you know first proper day in Magic Kingdom, we'd been there for a couple hours the day before, this is a time where we wanted to be able to like, get a lot of rides during those first couple hours before it got really, really uh, insane in the afternoon and evening. So we're out of bed by 540. Uh, Megan's got her uh, outfit for the day. The theme of our New Year's Eve ended up being uh, both cast members and strangers of all ages, uh, roughly every 50 15 minutes throughout the entire day telling Megan how beautiful she looked. It was really uh, nice. It was wonderful. I loved it. Oh my God. People were stopping you to tell you how beautiful you looked. Um, I, yes. I, I'm going it, back it, to the, We didn't keep a tally of it, but it happened at least 45 times. I like, 
And it wasn't, I didn't do anything special with my hair or makeup. I had on these ears that were like, you know, Fantasia Mickey style. And off Amazon, I bought this dress that was like T-length, because I know you can't have dresses that touch the floor, but I'm short. So T-length dresses kind of hit my ankles. And it had like those puffy princess sleeves and stars and moons on it. And I think just because I was wearing a dress with stars and moons on it, um, people were very nice and gave me lots of compliments. It was you were working it this day. I like it. I felt really good. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so we get all ready to go in the morning. Uh, once again, we're at the bus by uh, bus stop by six eighteen. Uh, we waited a little longer. Bus was there at six thirty four, but we are in line to scan into Magic Kingdom by uh, 6.56. Not as quite near the front as we were for Animal Kingdom, uh, but nonetheless sort of right there. So you know, we're in the huge mob of people who all have their phones out right up to 7 to book their first lightning lanes and get in their Tron virtual queues. Uh, so that, that whole thing happened. Can I quickly tell the funny story about me losing you? Um, I try to... Oh, sure. Yep, I, I try to always use the restroom before we scan into the parks because they do have those restrooms outside the gates. But because it was so crowded, this is the one time it was hard for me to find Taylor. So I called him and he's like, turn to your left. And I'm turning the wrong way. And he's like, no, the other way. Your other left. But there's really only, he sees me, but there's like a huge line in between us. And there's a woman in that line who can hear both Taylor and me. And she, <laughs> when I finally make it over, she's like, I wanted to grab you and just put you with your husband. <laughs> so I just feel like that it was funny huge for that woman bears. to like hear both sides of our conversation. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> now, I'm I'm curious, were you guys at all, were you worried about, because you're starting so early, like 6 a.m., and I assume you're planning on making it to midnight, if not, you know, much later when you, you know, factor in transportation back to your resort. Were you worried about losing steam or not taking a break? Because you said you wanted to get there and stay there. So we did. Was that a concern or is that just me? Am I like the only one who can't stay up past 8 p.m.? I think it was a concern, especially for Taylor, because when we were at Disneyland, they're in the summer always open. Disneyland's open to midnight. And I know when we stayed there with only taking even just a 15 minute break, we were tired. But for this day, we planned to kind of try to mitigate that. We planned a sit down reservation for lunch and a sit down reservation for dinner. And we told each other, even if we eat quickly and we're done early, we're sitting at that table for an hour. Okay, so that was what you had built in to rest was dining reservations. And we okay. also knew that, you know, lightning lanes were going to be trickier to get that day. And we knew there were going to be longer lines. And, and rather than waiting in longer lines, we knew we were going to be back at Magic Kingdom again later in the week because this was this was a pretty lengthy trip. So we kind of knew, hey, if there are times where we could, you know, just need to kind of even just sit down and enjoy some ambiance or like take an easy walk or, or not feel like we're jumping from one line for one ride to another, uh, we wanted to be able to, you know, kind of take it easier throughout the day, uh, given that there was potentially, you know, less to do because there's so many more people in the parks. So did you plan B like, all right, we'll go, you know, if it's too crazy or every ride is two hours, we'll go to Tom Sawyer Island or will like, did you have stuff like that in mind or were you just gonna kind of figure it out as you went figure it out as we went okay <laughs> uh I think I had in the back of my mind carousel of progress and I did we do that that Taylor has the list I'll we let him did, take it yeah. over. 
Uh, yeah, so that was that was at a certain point where like we need to sit for a while. So that's you know you can always walk on to Carousel of Progress. You know you can always get in whenever the next show is starting. So there was definitely a, a period at which we felt the need to do that. But you know the morning we're still chipper because again for us our our most recent Disney mentality is oh we've been up till midnight the night before and we're rope dropping the next day. Now it's like oh we were out of you know Hollywood Studios by nine forty five and it's a quick Skyliner ride. Like we were in bed by like ten fifteen, which by Disney standards is early for us so we're like you know ready to go the next day we feel like we're well rested and you know we're both we're both uh teachers so we're used to being kind of very chipper and energetic first thing in the morning (laughs) (laughs) okay okay maybe not first thing but Um, like by the time i'm out and about chipper in the morning (laughs) okay get a cup of coffee and you're fine exactly (laughs) all right so what what does Um, your morning look like then once you find each other and get into magic kingdom without Uh, the help of dropping seven dwarves mine train uh, but as we're on the sort of that bridge area to right where where like the mine train kind of designated rope drop line that you're talking about was, uh, we ended up, uh, we were, you know, probably 30 rows of people back. We weren't quite as near the front as we had been at Animal Kingdom. Uh, but a woman who we were just kind of casually making chit chat with in line, her husband was way up at the front and got word from a cast member that Mine Train was going to have a delayed opening. Um, so even though we couldn't hear the cast members say it, we had talked to this person who just got a text from her husband. So we kind of followed the Mine Train group, saw that it was going way, way back very far, very quickly. And we're like, is this worth waiting? Who knows how this could be? So we very quickly just ducked out of that line and went straight to Peter Pan's flight. That's the the worst day for that to happen. Yeah. Because if you had been able to knock that out early, that would have been a real win. And so that stinks. But it's great that you got this, you know, piece of information from yes. another guest. And we were burned by um, last summer when we were at Radiator Springs Racers for Rope Drop, there was a delayed opening and we waited it out. And even the delayed opening, it took an hour till the ride opened and then another hour to get to us. So I uh, didn't want to do that. I didn't want to make that mistake again. Yeah. No, right. no, I get it. You don't, you know, the, the early entry time is so short. It's so, so yeah. short. And so something like this happens, you're like, well, that just completely ate up any advantage that I had exactly. mm-hmm. first thing mm-hmm. in the morning. Yeah, it ended up being, you know, 45 minutes later, so 15 minutes after proper park opening, that mine train even started running for the day. Oof. Yeah, because I was kind of just yeah. keeping an eye on it. What was your plan B then? So you're like, all right, mine train's out. What are you doing uh, We made a beeline right to Peter Pan's flight because we knew it was, you know, kind of right around the corner and still a very popular ride. The other uh, big So we did drop. that, got right on that, loved it, really good first ride of the day, Set the, uh, kind of sets the tone for Magic Kingdom. And at that point, we're like, let's just, you know, hit all our all the big Fantasyland ones uh, while we're here. So we do the, we just pop on the carousel. Again, they were like just opening the gate for people to get in. There were like six people on the whole carousel. It was great. Uh, then we went over to, you know, Little Mermaid, walked right onto that with no wait, uh, doubled back from there over to Haunted Mansion. Uh, you know, they had posted their 13 minute wait time, which basically means walk on for Haunted Mansion and Tower of Terror. Uh, so we got right on there. Uh, and then our that point, it's time for the first lightning lane of the day that Megan had booked back at seven. That's uh, Jingle Cruise. Still was Jingle Cruise at this point. And even through, we were still there on January 6th, our last full day in Man- our first last full day with parks. It was our last night. And they still had Jingle Cruise, you know, a fully two weeks after Christmas. Yeah, well, I was there until the 9th, and it was Jingle Cruise still. Wow. Yeah, I don't know when. I assume that that goes away when all the decor at Magic Kingdom goes away, and Magic Kingdom's the last park to have yeah. Christmas stuff taken down. So oh, We were noticing out throughout the week, like, slowly seeing less, but yeah, I, 
I, I see what you're saying that Magic mm-hmm. Kingdom was probably the last. So we've at this point, you know, after we get off our our. I, I'm a big pun person. I'm always in for Jingle Cruise. Even the same jokes over and over, it will always entertain me. I could never ride that ride enough times. So <laughs> had a ball. <laughs> uh, and, and at that point, we've done our, you know, four rides in an hour. So even, you know, with our slowing down, potentially later in the day where we're anticipating crowds are going to get really bad, we still are from the beginning are feeling like, well, this has still been a full day of Magic Kingdom and feeling like we did a lot of the things that we wanted to do, even just, you know, right from the right from the get go. Yeah, it's a good yes, start. Yes, it's a great start. Uh, we take get a, grab a quick breakfast sandwich on the way to uh, wait in line for Mine Train. Uh, and at this point, we decide we're going to go back for Mine Train because uh, we know that it started moving. So I figure, oh, now that it's moving, potentially that'll be, um, you know, starting to move through fairly quickly. Uh, and while I was glad we got that breakfast sandwich, A, because we knew how, you know, kind of angry, hungry we had been the other day and we didn't want to make that mistake again. So we, we ate early. Uh, but then we get in line at, at exactly 9 a.m., uh, and there's a 95 minute posted wait time. And it's like, we know we're here for a lot for the full day. We don't have any lightning lanes booked imminently. Uh, so let's uh, let's just wait it out. We can, you know, kind of just relax and enjoy each other's company and talk to each other and it'll be fine. Uh, it ends up being a full two hour wait, uh, which is I, I think a lot of people who had had maybe earlier lightning lane bookings for like right after the eight o'clock hour are now coming back now that it's open again. Uh, so whatever it is, it ends up ter- being a full two hours. And you know, kind of it's it's the inverse effect of what I talked about with Flight of Passage is that when you're waiting that long for Mine Train, you feel underwhelmed by the experience. And I'm like, really? Like two hours for this? Oh, yeah. That's a 20 minute yeah. wait versus it will give you a certain opinion and a two hour yep, wait yep, will yep. give you a certain opinion. We were sour and on Mine Train. <laughs> after bit, getting yeah, yeah it could be the exact same ride. If I wait 20 minutes, it's my favorite ride. If I wait two hours, I hate that ride. It's overrated. <laughs> yep. That is how very, we very much the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they had that's a bar. Yeah, they had an announcement going on like the the dwarves ran into some poison apples. So like when they first came <laughs> on, I was I thought they were gonna say it shut down again, but I think when the because they had us like that message at Rock and Roller Coaster. So I think when the lightning lane gets backed up, they want to get those people on because they're warning yeah. you mm-hmm. like, hey, FYI, longer than wait, yep. it'll be a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I'm glad they say something, but. When you're in the, st- you love it when you're in the lightning lane. When you're in the standby, it's not the best. Exactly. So that right. you know, a little bit sour afterwards. Um, Julie, when you were on the quiz show, uh, you had mentioned that like Enchanted Tales with Belle is really a thing only for like people with like very small kids. Okay, I didn't say it was only right, but more, more for typically, small kids. more typically for things. I feel like I've gotten some crap okay. for that because I I said something to somebody else on the show. It was like, oh, like, how did you feel going just as an adult by yourself? They were like, I had no idea that was okay. weird. Like, okay. Oh, I felt weird during some... Taylor's about to talk about our Enchanted Tales with Bella, and I was like, oh, that's what this is. That's... I do feel a little I weird. <laughs> That's so funny that you say that just because I've I've gotten some pushback for that. I take it back, everyone, okay? All are right. welcome at Enchanted Tales with You're Bell. welcome. You might as an adult who was there, you might feel Except a little Megan awkward. and I feel weird. Yeah. yeah, Megan and I feel weird doing it by ourselves as adults, yes. but you know, maybe we're exactly. the weird ones. All but, right, but, sorry. But both, Continue. both Megan and I are people who will cite Beauty and the Beast as our favorite animated movie of all time. Not just Disney movie, but favorite animated movie. Uh, so it's like, well, we have to do this. Neither of us have done it before. Uh, so we get in the line, uh, stand by. We're in it for maybe 15 minutes. It's not a long wait at all to get into a group. Uh, there 
they're casting all the parts. It's very, it's very cute. Um, but because, you know, Megan and I both have, you know, like I, I teach music. Megan has sung in choirs before. Uh, when they get to the like, oh, everybody do the big operatic wail for Madame Wardrobe. Like Megan and oh, I boy. got very into it. We were very <laughs> excited. And the cast member comes over, sees Megan in her beautiful dress. And it's like, you, you are the one who is going to be our Madame Wardrobe. So so Megan was part of the show, uh, which was very fun. And I'm not a great singer. And I had to do that operatic wail a couple more times. And you got uh, you got applause every time you did it. I can see on her face how uncomfortable even just telling the story <laughs> she looks. I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I think of if you're just you in the audience, it wouldn't have felt as weird. But then, then they make everyone sit there for all the photos. So I think on the show you talked before, it's only the people who are in the cast who get to take the picture with Belle. So in my right. mind, I thought that meant the show happens, everyone leaves except for those in the cast, and then you get your photo. No, 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 no. You have to sit there and watch all these like <laughs> and little kids take this adorable all picture with Belle. And there's me, this yeah. fully grown woman. Hi, Belle. How's it going? <laughs> Hug. <laughs> were you were you the only adult who was cast? Were there any other adults cast? They casted they they uh, had two dads as the the knights. Um that the they suits have of armor like, on with the, the side. suits they, of armor. Yeah. yeah. So were they were Okay, so there were two grown men mm-hmm. who were also cast. Were they like Taylor, who's like super into this, or were they like the dads who were like, I don't wear matching shirts kind of dads? Because that really makes it, you know, the vibe one way or another. I mean, both are hilarious oh, yeah. to me <laughs> as the spectator, but I'm just, I'm just curious. They were both picturing into in it. Head. And there was a little, like, not little, little girl, but maybe like nine or 10 year old girl who was also cast. And she like leaned over to me and she's like, that's my dad when the suits of armors went up. So, okay, that's, yeah. they were both really. into yeah. it. I do think Enchanted Tales with the, Enchanted Tales with Belle is adorable. I felt awkward being cast as the wardrobe when very clearly it's the suits of armor are the adults and everyone else is a child. Except for this random woman who's who's then in like the little parade they do around. And I'm also the elementary teacher. So like my instinct to help the children do the parade kicked in. I'm like, oh, I'm not working. Back off, Megan. Yeah. Parents are going to be like, why are you touching? I didn't touch anybody. I just gestured. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. All right. So I stand corrected. Mm -hmm. Adults can be in Enchanted Tales with Belle without children. Yeah, they can. <laughs> I don't know. Megan clearly disagrees. Uh, so at this point, we're coming up on noon. We're figuring, oh, the parks may get more crowded, but we're checking wait times on the app, and we see that we're going to be able to just walk kind of right into the next showing of Mickey's Magic, which is a show I very much enjoy. And again, consciously building in things where we can sit down for a little bit longer and just be off our feet for portions of the day. So that was absolutely perfect. We kind of just walked right onto that. Uh, and at that point, it was time for our first... First uh, reservation of the day for food. Uh, so we had a 1245 at Tony's Town Square, way back near the front of the park, uh, and uh, wanted to just have a nice sit-down Italian lunch. And it uh, worked out great. My mom called me in the middle of the meal to <laughs> ask about like helping her set this like battery charger for her car. And she's like, fa- <laughs> so like the most exactly. mom thing and ever. And I'm like FaceTiming yeah. her to like so see what it is. And it's like clear that I'm like in a crowded restaurant and she's trying to carry on this whole conversation. And I'm just like, okay, are we done? I need to go enjoy my New Year's lunch with my wife at Disney World, please. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, like his mom had like a little medical scare on Christmas morning. So when he saw that she was calling, I was like, you need to answer that something might be wrong. Yeah, I, mean, Not I figured that it was. She already had right. another adult there helping her with the car. Yes. 
Uh, but it didn't spoil our vibe. Uh, the tortellini that we got and split as our sort of entree uh, was really, really delicious. And the uh, limoncello sidecar is a definitely a cocktail I would recommend from there. Really, really tasty. So again, we even though we had eaten pretty quickly, we made a point to really kind of sit there for the full hour, be off our feet, enjoy the ambiance, hear the music. Uh, this was right around when the parade uh, was ending. The noon parade was ending and it ends right near the front of the park as it goes kind of by the, the fire station area. So through the window, we were able to see a bit of the tail end of the parade, which was a nice thing to do while we were sitting. That is a fun part of that restaurant. If you can get a seat like during parade time mm-hmm. that you can often watch the parade from the restaurant. Um, okay. And I'm, I'm guessing here because you've had a pretty productive morning with the exception of mine train kind of biting you. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything else seems like it was pretty good, pretty quick, productive. Mm-hmm. But now with like sitting down at 1 p.m. and you said minimum one hour we're sitting there. By the time you leave, we're going to see peak peak crowds here. So what are the plans for the afternoon? At this point, I, I will also say that the biggest recommendation I can give for things to do on a trip to Walt Disney World is to have Megan with you because she was truly the lightning lane whisperer of this entire trip. Uh, like anytime we were sort of like idly stopped somewhere to use the restroom or in a line, she was always looking to like modify things and stack things better. So she she absolutely got the most out of Genie Plus. So we still managed to score a few lightning lanes through the afternoon, which was which was very great. But uh, otherwise, we kind of knew we were going to be there for the 1150 p.m. fireworks and we knew we had this 545 dinner reservation. So it really was about uh, for the afternoon sort of, you know, checking the app to see what things we could do. Uh, but be, and but knowing that, you know, if we wanted to do something like Tom Sawyer Island or somewhere to kind of just, you know, find a nice place to camp out and, and watch, you know, not necessarily people, but to just sort of take an ambiance, we could do that. But no, I watch what, people. Yeah, exactly. I stop and watch people, especially at Disney World. Are oh, you yeah. kidding me? That's the best place to stop and watch people. Can I also point out that you are like earning all of the husband points today? <laughs> now, like you, here you are complimenting your wife. And earlier you're like at minimum 45 people thought she. He's so gorgeous and all the husband points. I do, I do what work. I can. Um, but <laughs> at this point, I am also, in addition to being a big Jingle Cruise and Jungle Cruise person, a big enchanted tiki room person. I just find that to be the most charming, wonderful thing in the world. Uh, so we head over to the enchanted tiki room. Uh, you get a dole whip right before you get in line because that's just what, what you have to do for that particular attraction, uh, which was great. I was just borderline euphoric throughout the whole thing. Uh, and, uh, at that point, Megan decided I'm going to lose some husband points here where she's like, Taylor, you've never been in the <laughs> hall of presidents. And I said, no, why would I do that? That's boring. And Megan's like, you have to do the hall of As presidents a now. Major, it is a rite of passage. It's two history majors there you go. here. There you go. We are offended <laughs> and horrified that you have not <laughs> been in the hall of presidents. Well, you had done so many Disney world trips as a kid. I was honestly shocked that your parents never Thought to even go in there. Yeah, get some I think culture. My parents had now. the mentality of that looks boring. Let's not do that. <laughs> even your parents are like, snoozer, exactly, exactly. let's move on. <laughs> Country bears are yeah. just right there. Come on. So we're in the lobby of the Hall of Presidents. And again, it's like time to be off your feet. We're pacing ourselves throughout the day. We're having times where we're not waiting in lines or being jostled by roller coasters. So part of me is thinking, like, maybe this is going to be good for us. But as we're sort of, you know, idly checking our phones, as you do, they're making the announcement over and over for our next 27 minute show. Our next 27 minute show will begin very yeah, soon. They want show. you to know how long it is. <laughs> and as we're processing how long it is, we realize looking at our app that, oh, our Tron virtual queue number is definitely going to be called while we're in the Hall of Presidents if we see this. Uh, so we bail on the Hall of Presidents. We left. Uh, at- 
Okay, can I point out that you were just looking for an excuse to leave? Oh, absolutely, yes. I was. And I that. know it, and Megan knows it because <laughs> a virtual queue, you could just go when you're done. Twenty-seven minutes, you could just go when you're done. This is true. This you is know? true. So we both, Megan and I, both know <laughs> what game you're playing here. We're aware. Fair. Well, because we okay. ended up still doing people move. I'm like thinking back. I'm like, wait a minute. We still did people mover before Tron. Like you. But you. then it was called minus while we were on 100 the husband mover, points, uh, which is true. So as a game show or quiz show host, I would like you to know that I'm deducting points. Fair. All right. <laughs> from That's your true. final score here. Your husband points. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. No yeah. style points here. No, no style points in effect today. <laughs> Uh, so we head over, we do the people mover, uh, while we're on that, our Tron lightning group is, uh, not lightning, virtual queue group is called, uh, we kind of head over there again, it's the hot new ride, neither of us have done it before, uh, and we got, uh, on, uh, from when we got in line to off the ride, it was 48 minutes, which I, th- I think is pretty good. I know people have waited a lot longer in that. That's not queue, bad. So, uh, yeah, I was concerned with the day right you know like that the wait would be longer but that's i think that's pretty standard i was a little worried with the ride wearing the dress so i did test with the bike outside the ride first and then when i was in the line i asked the cast member and she was like if you can kind of just like tuck as much as you can and i did wear leggings under my dress so i didn't feel uncomfortable like yeah grabbing a big that was hand- something fistful that they- of tool and I can tell you men designed that <laughs> ride vehicle. A hundred percent men designed that because the number, like the number of times I often wear skirts and dresses, but I've had to like, t- and it's part also another reason why I wear like little shorties under my mm-hmm. skirts is like trying to get in and out of these ride cars. But Tron is the worst. Yes. And if you have a floor length dress, you're like hiking that up yep. to stand over it. And then you have like a wad of dress in front sure, of you. Sure did. It was like so, uh, this tool dress. I just like grab a fistful, tuck it like yeah, right on the seat just, and then just yeah. do my best to sit on it. Yep. You're like, well, hopefully my butt's not hanging out now that I have like <laughs> all of the dress in front of me. Yes. Men designed that ride vehicle. Hmm. Uh, but still, I, I loved the ride. I kind of had heard mm-hmm. lukewarm things about it. So I maybe went in with lower expectations, but uh, had a really good time on it. Uh, so that was really fantastic. Uh, Megan had actually never seen the movie Tron until the plane ride down That's a right. few days before. Oh, I still haven't oh. seen it. Uh, it really has nothing to do <laughs> with the ride. We had our phones on the plane, like watching Tron. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. No, it's, I've also gotten some some crap about not watching Tron. Okay, I've been given some grief as maybe how I should It's really that. more of a Tron legacy Tron. ride in terms of like the theming and what you see on it. Like the actual 1982 movie Tron has almost nothing to do with any piece of iconography you will see on that ride. <laughs> Whatever that means. I haven't oh, okay. seen Me neither. I don't know. Either. I've only seen now <laughs> Tron and I watched it on my little phone on the way. <laughs> I was just like, the lights are cool. It's yeah. the ride vehicle's oh, different. It's like amazing. that's all it takes to impress me. <laughs> Uh, so then at that point, it's just about time. It's just about 4.30 in the afternoon at this point. And we still feel like we have a decent amount of energy because, you know, we've been making sure to, to eat and drink a lot of water throughout the day. Uh, so we have a lightning lane for Space Mountain at 4.30. Uh, and at that point, we're like, we do need to maybe sit for a little longer. We were standing for a while and shuffling for, for Tron. So that is when we went and did the Carousel of Progress. Uh, another one that my parents were like, well, that's boring. We're not going to subject our children to that. Weird, weird thing. <laughs> I recommend everyone everyone do it at one point or another just to see how bizarre it is especially now 
right? Isn't it? And I love this. So the first time my husband went on it, I had to explain to him, it was like a year later we were talking about it. And I was like, well, the last scene is the future. And he was like, <laughs> it's the future. The recent and I was past. like, yeah, it's the future, you know, 30 right. years ago or whenever the last time that ride was updated, like that was supposed to be the future and he's like oh he just was like we're in present day yeah. i guess but it's kind of crappy present day <laughs> like he so the last I'm scene like, i remembered as a child and i was like curious to see how they updated it but yeah it definitely just feels more like a year ago as opposed to the future at this point like crappy yeah. present day yeah <laughs> i think they were supposed i want to say they were supposed to update that one a while back but i'm guessing covid sure. stuff mm -hmm. derailed that I, I thought that i had heard some chatter about that we'll see it mm -hmm. needs it it definitely needs it uh so at this point it's a little after five uh we do have a pirates of the caribbean lightning lane booked uh but we get there and the lightning lane is backed way into adventure land um like way past the magic carpets of aladdin uh so we're like we don't know how quickly this is gonna go uh so megan gets on the app modifies that to an uh, 11 p.m pirates because that was the next available time for that um so at that point we kind of just checked in early for skipper canteen uh where we had our 545 dinner reservation ah, i was gonna ask if you were gonna do skipper canteen as you are a fan of jungle yes. cruise mm -hmm. and that's the theme uh, of, of that aesthetics that of restaurant. the magic kingdom adventure land is kind of the one i most vibe with so i was very excited to eat at skipper canteen uh food was really great uh, uh we had the taste like chicken because it is and the pork dish uh we kind of what we, what we will often do as we did here is each order a separate entree eat half of it and then swap plates uh to have the other to, so we each get to try both things uh, and both are really good the cocktails are great uh and it, i usually am not a coffee after dinner person but at this point you know we're closing in on 7 p.m i know we still have several more hours i'm like i think this is a coffee after dinner moment for taylor so <laughs> And if you want to sit for a while exactly. longer, and that, yep. ordering a cup of coffee forces that. Uh, and yeah. we did, when yeah. we checked in, request, um, I, I think I checked in on the app, and then we also requested to be in the room, the Society of Adventurers and Explorers room, because mm -hmm. they have three dining halls in there. And I had heard um, from some reviews I'd read that the one main room feels very big and echoey and walking through it, it was cool to see the decor in there, but I'm glad we were in the smaller, more intimate room, especially as a couple. Yeah. Oh, that's a yes, good tip. Definitely request that uh, society of C room as they call it the SEA. Uh, so yeah, was really, really made it a, it was much easier to sit for longer in that room. I feel like if we were in the big, almost cafeteria mess hall style place, we would have been more tempted to kind of get up and go right when we were done eating. So it was really, and it was warmer in that room. The, it was yes. a cold day. Like I, while I had the dress, I also had a wrap and Taylor was wearing a puffy coat. It felt like a 10 degree difference, but warmer in a good way, like comfortable, yes. cozy, warm, not. Yeah. So I'm also curious in the summer if it's cooler because it's a smaller room. It's easier to cool or to heat. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised to hear you are wearing a puffy coat as you are coming from Chicago, which tomorrow, like as as we record, tomorrow is going to be like zero degrees <laughs> here. Uh, it's one of those just, like you know, when kind I, of lighter cool weight puffy went... coats that like stuffs into a little sack that can fit in your back pocket. So okay, uh, that was a, a must have okay. for throughout the week. Though once we arrived in uh, Orlando, I realized the zipper was broken, so it was it was never really doing its full job the entire <laughs> week we were there. Well, so you wear your jacket like my exactly. teenagers wear theirs. Very, I'm very just, cool. Like, you know, I'm it doesn't with the work youth if you don't culture. Zip it up. I understand the teenager styles. You have. 
your finger on yes. the pulse of youth. <laughs> I like it. Good for well, you. Well, here's what I didn't have my finger on the pulse on. What we realized the first day when we were unpacking was that uh, I had brought, because we were doing the half marathon, one, my right running shoe and Megan's <gasps> right running shoe from one of her pairs of shoes that she wasn't bringing with her. Uh, so I needed to go on Amazon Whoops. and get a new pair of running shoes and have them sent to the so hotel. So also like my children, <laughs> you need... Megan to pack pretty much you. yes as, as yeah. which is not normally true taylor is so organized but for it's some just, reason well, with disney our rules disney flip flips flop. our dynamic yeah oh no it, um, because it was a long stay and, he got those shoes wednesday and he had put the room number on so they did deliver it to our room as well and they put a little note that there was going to be a six dollar charge hmm. so okay so if you do, all right i i was going to going to ask because another option would have been to buy shoes at the expo because you guys are doing run Disney. So we will get to that eventually. But I assume I've never bought shoes at the expo, but I just assume they have what I call the stupid tax. Yes. Where like you forget something that like you shouldn't forget. And then when you have to buy it on vacation, you pay the stupid yes. tax. And looking at because they're like, we can charge you whatever we want because you yep. need it. Looking at the cost of like gels. So like running gels when you're running a longer race, the I'm so glad we bought those ahead of time because you're right. There was a stupid tax. Stupid and tax. And ordering the yeah. shoes online, yeah. he was able to get the exact pair that he had before so he knew they were shoes that, that were while not broken. and we like obviously we'll get more to the race but were you at all concerned about wearing brand new shoes and running a half marathon i'd be as a, i don't run so much anymore because i have bad mm. knees but as a, a previous runner i would be concerned about breaking in shoes before running 13 miles part of it is that the particular shoes that i i wear to run in which i was you know ordering the carbon copy uh, when I had first got them, I remembered I had remembered them like, oh, these feel great just right off the bat. Like they I did not you know, they okay. didn't feel overly stiff or Less anything concerned. like that. And then I did end up once they got here wearing them for a couple of days in the parks before the race itself. So I had a okay. couple of days. OK, of, of that. Well, that'll break them in for you. Yeah. And we so knew we were going to do a okay, shakeout God. run at <laughs> some point. So I think you also knew, Taylor, you'd have at least be it a brief run. You'd have at least a run with those shoes under your belt. Mm hmm. Yeah, the last thing you want is like as you're running to be mm -hmm. like this shoe, like this brand new stiff shoe is cutting exactly. into my my foot or what you know whatever. So uh, we'll sure. get to that. Though. We'll get to that. Okay. So you avoided the stupid yes. tax. Thank yes. goodness you were able to order your <laughs> shoes early enough to get them delivered. <laughs> so let's go back to Magic Kingdom afternoon. Yeah. So then. we're at this point where uh, the sun had gone down while we were in dinner. So we we get out of dinner uh, around seven. It's nighttime in the Magic Kingdom. Uh, and Megan all of a sudden just kind of in her head remembered, oh, right, there's this wonderful Disney Pass photo op right by the uh, tangled restrooms in Fantasyland that have the Rapunzel Tower where you get to oh, hold you this you know, lantern. Two hours for and, that? Uh, we no. waited 25 minutes for that picture, but absolutely worth it. Some of the most, the, the, easily the, one of the That's gorgeous photo bad. passes we had at the time there. Uh, so I was really happy to do that. That line gets yeah. massive. I'm shocked that you didn't wait longer. I think because we were there, like there were people who bailed on the line and then we got to go a little faster, I think. Um, it was funny. The family in front of us, the little girl took a picture by herself and then the mom together. And so I turned to Taylor. I was like, do you mind if I do one by myself? And Taylor minded. No, <laughs> but I did it, it anyway. It was fine. It was fine. <laughs> uh, it was the look great. of hurt Aww. on your face. You're like, you want to do a photo without me? <laughs> no, it was fine. It, it really was, was fine. Great. But that and brief moment, you looked so hurt. What can I Wait say? I love yeah. being at Disney World with you. Uh, <laughs> 
Oh, he's trying to earn back those husband points. Uh, Well, I definitely earned them back uh, because next we went on It's a Small World, a ride I cannot stand, uh, but we did it anyway. And I know Megan likes it. No, you're losing husband points here. It was the way you said it. I I think I love it more. I think I love it more now because I know how much you hate it. So I enjoy. (laughs) Amazing. I just enjoy how much you protest going on it, and then like you're so salty while we're on it, and I'm just like, because well, it always gets moment. backed up at the end every time we've ever been on it, either here or in Disneyland. There's always like in the last room, you're just there forever. I would like to point out that she does not lose wife points for no, saying that. No, thank you. I appreciate. There that. are no points lost on her end. That's really funny. That's like the yeah, funniest well. thing ever. Um, it does get backed up in the end, though. Yep, often so. I don't know why that it is, was, but that is it true. It was fine. Uh, at that point, we went over to uh, Dumbo. Uh, we were too early for our lightning lane. We had misread something, but it was fine. So we went over, did our Buzz Lightyear lightning lane again. Megan's been so good about stacking and modifying all day. You know, every two hours, she's grabbing another one. And now through the evening, there's still there's still plenty for us to do. Um, but as we get out of Tomorrowland, at this point, they've started the like New Year's Eve real festivities in full. So they have these, there's two big dance parties, one in Tomorrowland, one in Frontierland. Uh, we ended up spending a little time at both, but uh, uh, in Tomorrowland, they had this, you know, DJ out and we end up kind of dancing to a couple songs there. A little outside of like the intense lit dance floor area they've set up, but but close enough to where we can, you know, just enjoy it because we're people who like to dance and enjoy loud music and things like that. So uh, it was a nice little break between rides, but to kind of of, you know, up the energy going into to New Year's Eve. So I, I appreciated that they had that as sort of a special thing that was not normal for evenings at Magic Kingdom. I know earlier, Julia, you asked about crowds and I was fully prepared for it to be shoulder to shoulder, crowded the whole day. And there's definitely pinch points when you're walking when there's a ton of people, but except for those couple of walkways that get crowded and then actual firework time near the hub, I did not feel feel like I was packed in like a sardine. I honestly was like thinking a lot back to our Disneyland trip at the end of the summer, both times. And I, I felt like looking around felt like the same amount of people. So Mm. it's definitely crowded. There's a lot of people, um, but utilizing genie plus we like, yes, the mind train wait, we waited two hours. That was the longest wait we had all day. Yeah, it was rarely overwhelming. Where did you say that the dance floors were located? You said Tomorrowland, and where was the other one? Frontierland, right, right outside the Country Bear area. They had a big DJ stand there as well. So I think it it also helps that they space out, because you know there are always going to be people on Main Street. Like, that's just always, you know, a hot spot. So they have Main Street as a place for a bunch of people to go and hang out. Then they also have Tomorrowland where there's activity and then Frontierland. So I think that really, Mm -hmm. really helps as well. Like it helps to space out where people are going to be celebrating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you guys know what you wanted to be doing or where you wanted to be at midnight? Did Had you discussed it or were you just kind of going with the flow? I knew I wanted to see fireworks and see the castle at the same time. So there were times when we were walking around, like there's this bridge by, where you go right in front of Splash Mountain. And I was like, you can see the castle here. And I was like, worst case scenario, we watch the fireworks from here and we still see the castle. And we still see fireworks. And then we were like, there's a bunch of places throughout the evening where I was like, I can see the castle from here. This would be fine. But we did end up watching fireworks, not in the hub, hub central, but the couple of areas around the hub. But we, okay. I'll All let right. Taylor wrap up the last couple of things we did, but we only waited like 40 minutes before fireworks and we still got a spot where we could see the castle and be in front of it. Yeah. 
Um, so that that worked out great. Uh, so meanwhile, we're you know kind of doing these other lightning lanes that Megan is stacked. Where we do our Dumbo. While we're waiting in line for Dumbo, Megan books a like laugh floor that's for almost immediate return, but then somehow modifies that into a ten twenty haunted mansion. And at this point in my notes, I just wrote Megan is a literal wizard because uh, I don't know how. I felt she really was good about that one because haunted six. mansion had been gone since six. Yeah, I like it. Like now, are you? Are, do you have a method with with that? Are you doing like the re- edit refresh? What's what's your method to to try and get so I, the light? I didn't want to be on my phone the whole day, so I had done some like reading about it. And people online, so who knows how reliable they are, said that they typically add more into the inventory on the hour and half hour, a couple minutes after. So if we were idly waiting in line and it was like close to that time, I'd go to the modify plan, like I'd hit on the 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 button with your reserve modify plan and refresh from there. And I think the my genie day is not helpful except for when you pick the rides that you want to do, it pins them to the top. So when I would refresh, like I had Han and Man- Mansion pinned towards the top. So when I refreshed, it was right there near the top. But uh, yes, that precisely what you should be doing. Yeah. Pin the rides you want for the top. That's, I know that they do add more. I've also heard that I don't know exactly what the time is but it sounds like it worked well for you just the refresh method in general is pretty effective mm-hmm. sometimes it takes a few minutes but but it it works and I never spent more than like two minutes at a time refreshing because I didn't want to be on my phone the whole time I actually thought it was interesting the Sunday when totally. we were leaving my phone you know gives me the screen message it was like you were on your phone 20 percent less than normal and I was like right. oh my gosh really? I know the, Thank I you. know the message you're talking about <laughs> I was like I Really? Okay. I was not terribly mm-hmm. addicted to my phone the whole trip. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so as a result, you know, we have this pretty jam-packed 10 o'clock hour where we kind of write it. You know, we have uh, hang out in Frontierland, listen to the DJ there for a little bit. But again, are like finding a fence to sit on just to be off our feet a little bit. Uh, but then we like just pretty much boom, 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 right in a row. Three lightning lanes, big thunder. Pirates of the Caribbean and Haunted Mansion, which we had already ridden that morning in standby, but it was fun to, you know, do 14 hours later as a lightning lane. Yeah. Right. Uh, And then at that point, it's closing in on 11. So we uh, that's when we start to walk towards the hub uh, to try to find a spot for fireworks. There's that that whole dance of like, am I in the walking lane or am I in the spectator area? And if I step out of my spectator area, is somebody going to completely just push me out of the park way down onto Main Street? Because that's the way traffic flow is going. But uh, Megan is a very assertive bobber and weaver. Uh, and I'm just kind of following behind like a gopher. Uh, and it worked out great. As Megan said, we we found a really, really <laughs> nice spot to watch the fireworks from just kind of over on the adventure land side of things. Uh, and I just want to, I just want to, when he says assertive, I'm not like pushing people out of the way. I like see the open space <laughs> and I go into the open space. Just to be clear. We did get yeah, a message. I like we, aggressive. I, I operate the same way. <laughs> That's what I always want to. I operate the same way. Yeah. Aggressive, assertive. Yeah, no, I know. My husband says the exact same thing about me, and he doesn't mean it in a positive oh. way when I'm being quote-unquote assertive. We so. did get a message right before we started heading towards the hub that you should – it was like, you should go to Frontierland or Tomorrowland if you want to see fireworks. I can't remember the wording. So I know, Taylor, you were really nervous in that moment, but I, I was I of the mindset that they had of – shut down the hub and weren't letting people in. Was not the case. Uh, yeah, I don't – I've never seen that, but I also would be worried about – 
that than potentially do that. I will say the thing that really helps you, I don't know if you saw a lot of kids or strollers. Like, I don't know if there were a ton of people with strollers. I'm sure there were because people are like, this is going to be magical. Tristan, stay awake. (laughs) Tristan's always like my kid name in the examples. I don't know why, but like, you're going to stay awake and you're going to have the most magical night of your life on this New Year's Eve. And so people force it on their children. But you two just being two adults makes it so much easier to just kind of like stroll your way up and scoot assertively into a spot. And that's, you know, and and get a decent spot. There was a family that was um, not, again, not in like the central hub, but like around like by that bridge that's kind of by Casey's Corner before Frontierland, that area. And they had pretty much sprawled way out. And so I was like, I'm going to go stand right in that open spot where like I'm still giving them some space. Like it wasn't even packed at that point. So we just went and stand behind this family and it was great. So you were over by Crystal Palace kind of? Yes, right by Closer Crystal Palace. to the castle. But yeah, like that was behind us. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Yeah. So how was, how was the viewing? There were some trees. So there was some, you know, a little bit of blockage, but we could still see all of the projections on the castle and which there were hardly any of for new year's eve yeah the 1150 p.m you know fantasy in the sky show it's different than happily ever after which is their normal nightly fireworks show uh it was it was just fireworks and music there was some lights that were on the castle that were changing and some bubbles but it was not you know the elaborate projections we would see a few nights later when we went back for happily ever after so we didn't know what we were missing in terms of that but uh looking back on it it was a little underwhelming in terms of what you would think for the big, you know, New Year's Eve fireworks. You know, I'm surprised. I I have not done New Year's Eve at Disney World, so I'm surprised to hear that. Yeah, frankly. it was cool. They had fireworks going off that were in the shape of the numbers. Some of them were inverted, <laughs> just from where they like exploded. <laughs> yeah, depending like where you're standing as well. Yeah, you're like, wait a second. But in terms of like projections on the castle, there was like some stars they did. There's some bubbles they did. Tinkerbell still flew. But then to go back later in the week and see Happily Ever After, I was blown away by that show and so glad that we didn't see Happily Ever After and then Fantasy in the Sky. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah, doing it in that order. Uh, But they do the big countdown. Hooray. All Lang Syne. At that point, I am hitting the point where I'm like, I am glad this day is about to end because I'm getting very tired and my feet are getting very tired. So uh, we head back. Uh, They opened up some of like the sideways to get people out of the parks more quickly. So we were actually around like not going down Main Street, but kind of one of like the back alleyways behind Main Street to get back to the front of the park. Uh, we get back there and right. they're, you know, putting the their fake snow, their snope, their snope snow uh, everywhere, which was magical to walk out through. Uh, and then I'll say this week, kind of were got on a bus pretty quickly and we were back to Caribbean Beach, our hotel, by 1223. So within 25 minutes of there midnight, we had made it back to our room. I'm amazed. Yeah, there was a huge line behind us. We beds. are... We're very short people, but we have quick little steps. So we like hustled our way. You're assertive. That's what I've (laughs) been told. Yeah. Yeah. You're an assertive Mm -hmm. walker. Dart through some people. (laughs) Now, uh, what what was your thought on being in a, uh, I would say like a mostly dry park at New Year's Eve? Like obviously the sit down restaurants, you were able to get cocktails, but New Year's Eve, people think you think champagne and and drinks and stuff, which obviously you can't just purchase Mm -hmm around the parks at Magic Kingdom. Did that even come into play? Like, did you even think about that that evening? We did. When we were originally planning this day, we had thought about it's going to be crowded. It'd be nice to get a dessert party. But then when it came time for our booking, they only had the 650 show available for the dessert parties. And I didn't 
want to do the dessert party for the earlier show. And that, so originally we were only going to have dinner at Skipper Canteen. So that's also another reason it wasn't right at the 60 days. It was even closer that we booked the Tony's Town Square. It's like we could have an afternoon cocktail and be fine. And honestly, Mm. I'm glad we were at a drier park since we were there for so long that day. I think if we had had more than the couple of cocktails we had with our meals, we would have barely, we wouldn't have hustled to the bus and would you wouldn't have made it back at exactly. twelve twenty something. Exactly. It would have been right. and, <laughs> a very you know. different evening. Any like craziness going on at the like? Not no, that like, we could tell. I know Epcot has the reputation of everyone's being the more debaucherous New Year's Eve location, but uh, compared to expectations, especially with you new know, numbers of people, things were tame at Magic Kingdom in ways I was super grateful for at the end of the night. I'm glad to hear that. Did did the park in fact hit capacity? Did you get? You said you got the pop up about the hub. And Main Street for the fireworks. Did you get a pop-up about the park itself hitting capacity that day? We did not. So that makes me think that maybe it didn't. But honestly, I'm glad. Yeah, maybe it didn't. Yeah, I'm glad we didn't worry. Like looking back when we decided to change the reservation, I feel like if I had started my day in Epcot and then parked top over the morning, I'd be worried the whole time about not getting into our afternoon park. Right, right. I would also be concerned about that. All right. I can't believe how early you made it back to your room. Like how quickly you made it back to your room, I guess mm-hmm. I should say, um, to Caribbean Beach. A- another great thing about that resort being underrated yes. is the bus line was probably shorter just in mm-hmm. general. Back over to Caribbean Beach. Spent a lot of time on New Year's <laughs> Eve. New Year's Day, January 1st. It's not like you guys are hungover. You were at a yeah. dry park. but uh, We're out the what? door at 6.50 to head to Hollywood Studios. 6.50? <laughs> You're kidding me. 650? 6.50 is when we're out the door. Uh, but we know at this point, we know we are coming back for a nap at some point today. Like that is fully in the plan. After a morning at Hollywood Studios, before going over to Epcot for dinner, a nap is in order. Uh, and we made good on that And that, that was our plan I, from... I hope so. Yeah, that was our plan from the get-go. We were like, we are going to go hard our first two days. Then the rest of the week, we are going to relax a little bit more. So we are rested for our half marathon. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh, you guys. I'm exhausted just <laughs> That's a lot. That's thinking a lot. about it. Okay, so so we're rope dropping Hollywood mm-hmm. Studios. What's our what's our goal at rope drop? Because there are a lot of different things you can do at this park for rope It's Rise drop. of the Resistance. Uh big Star Wars people uh love that ride in Anaheim. It's a it's a carbon copy here in Orlando, but uh I still love it, love it very much. Was happy we got right onto it. We were pretty much, I think, the first, you know, transport of the day. Uh, and by the time we're out of the line, it's you know, already up to 90 minutes because it's, it's a long ride. It takes a while to get through it. Uh, so we were very happy to have gotten that done right away. Uh, Megan is already, you know, pinning her rides to the top, working her magic for some some uh, couple lightning lanes in Hollywood Studios, but then starting to look at um, other things for Epcot because we know they're going there in the, the late afternoon and evening. Uh, so we are uh, she's got a 840 a.m. Uh, early entries at eight, uh, but they kind of ended up letting us in for Rise of the Resistance by like 7.35 or so to the point we're actually off the ride three minutes before early entry even started. So they just got things going right oh, there. I love yeah, that. Yeah, it was really, really cool. And we had decided this day we weren't going to even try Genie Plus or stand by for Slinky Dog. We have another Hollywood Studios rope drop day. We'll do it that day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so okay. that's, you know, Slinky Dog is a hot hot ride to get uh, in terms of lightning lanes. Just wasn't even on our agenda for the day, which was great because we got our, our Tower of Terror for 840, which we're going to get there. Uh, at that point, though, we do head over to Toy Story Land. We got right on Toy Story Mania. Great ride. Alien Swirling Saucers. It's like 
this is probably not going to get to be a super long wait, but we're here and there's nothing else really in Toy Story Land we want to do today. So we got to it enjoy. Can. Oh, it can? Especially this oh, sure. time of year. Yeah, it can. That's when you know you're like, ooh, it's going <laughs> to yeah. be a rough day. If that day. rides over it's an like, hour, yeah, you that know one it's can wild. get along. Yeah. Um, so then we went over, did our Tower of Terror lightning lane. Uh, because they were trying to, you know, just kind of keep things moving just throughout the day, uh, we ended up not seeing the little pre show in the room, which was, uh, was like, was like, well, I guess we have to do this ride again later. Yeah, they don't run the pre show during the early okay. entry they have the pre-show off for rock and roller coaster and oh, okay. of terror. just to get things so you just like on. walk right mm-hmm. you just walk right through yeah um, but at this point so, so as soon as we scan into tower of terror uh megan's you know ready to book our next lightning lane uh and she's looking in epcot and gets an 815 remy so already it's pushed out to 815 uh by 8 35 a.m so we were happy to get that because we know we're going Epcot late. is so yeah. rough <laughs> That's what I hear. Epcot, you can pick one big one big yeah. ride, really. You get one. You get Frozen or you get Remy's. And maybe if you get one of those two, maybe you'll get Test Track. Yeah. Maybe. It's rough. <laughs> it's, but I'm glad you yes. got it. Um, so we, so we're happy about that at this point, you know, still it's new year's day. I think a lot of people are sleeping in. So Hollywood studios to start the day is not super crowded at all. We got on Mickey and Minnie's through standby in like, you know, 10, 15 minutes. Uh, we went to the frozen sing-along show, uh, which, you know, again, all of this stuff is new to us because it's been so long since either of us have been there. So there is this sort of feeling like, oh, well, we want to try everything at least once to figure out what our new favorites are. Um, so that was perfectly charming. I enjoyed the live kind of performers and storytellers. Uh, then to uh, uh, over to Muppet Vision 3D, definitely a one of my favorite things in the world. So was very happy to go see that. Uh, got right, you know, pretty much they said last call to enter as right as we were walking up. So uh, we got in and the show started immediately, which was great. Uh, again, preemptive breakfast, got the breakfast Ronto wrap uh, over in Galaxy's Edge. Uh, absolutely. Oh, that's one yeah, of my favorites. So delicious. delicious. Um, and at that point, we're getting into, you know, kind of 10, uh, 1030, 1045 times. So we head over to Beauty and the Beast uh, live on stage. Again, we're big Beauty and the Beast people. Uh, hopefully this is, you know, what we wanted from Enchanted Tales with Belle in terms of that Beauty and the Beast content. So uh, theater was only about half full. It's not like we were going to have to wait around for the next show. So that was um, really nice. And from there, you know, because Hollywood Studios big on the shows, uh, we went to go get in line uh, a little bit early for a noon uh, indie epic stunt spectacular. Uh, had a, you know, glad waited. we did because that filled up. Yes, that did fill up completely. Um, so, but we ended up in like the fourth row, right near the middle, so right up by the action, which was very, very cool. Um, is Indiana Jones consistently that full still now? Is it that popular of a show? Okay. Yeah, I, I, it's been a while since I've been to that show, but every time I'm thinking back to like every time I've done it in the last couple of years, and okay, yeah, just it, after having seen a half full Beauty up. and the Beast right before, I was like, oh no, it's 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 maybe just the Something, show itself yeah. as opposed to just how crowded the park I, is. <laughs> Now, don't hate me for saying this, but I think like the Beauty and the Beast has kind of like a cheese factor. Oh yeah, it's definitely cheesy. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And and Indiana Jones not so like it's just it's fun and it's action and it's legitimately suspenseful. Oh yeah, yeah, it just draws a a bigger crowd. And it's I'm pretty sure the only attraction at the park that's been there pretty much I don't think since day one but close to that was one of the early yeah. attractions I mean everything else in that park is completely changed mm-hmm. that show yeah. has not <laughs> now Muppet Vision hasn't changed but I, that was I think later okay. uh, Muppet Vision 3D that I all is still remember from when I was a kid and it's exactly yeah. the same but same with Indiana yeah. Jones I mean it's 
People mm. love it. I remembered yeah, seeing Indiana Jones as the stunt spectacular as a kid, but I didn't remember that it was like a behind the scenes look. And so that was a nice mm-hmm. take on the That's what like yeah. That's part of why I love, love it's that so show even to this day, because it's the last like this is behind the scenes of Hollywood yeah. kind of thing. Cause that's what that park was when it opened, you know? And so, and that's not, there's nothing like yeah. that anymore mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. park. Agreed. So I love it for yeah. that reason. Um, so at this point uh, we're, you know, it's a little, it's probably 1230 uh, and we're, we're kind of thinking, Oh, we know we're going to Epcot later in the day. What if like, we're, we're thinking it's a certain point. We're like, well, maybe we'll try to go there, you know, skip a nap, go with it, get to there right at two to see if we can get in the second virtual queue for cosmic rewind like maybe there'll still be spaces within an hour uh that was a fool a fallacy to think that that would be true by 103 <laughs> the cosmic Best rewind virtual plans. queue second one for the day was done so we scrapped that plan which was good uh because we needed to go back and rest some more uh so we went back to caribbean beach uh went over to the pool in the hot tub for probably just 20 minutes half an hour uh it was still fairly chilly so we weren't you know going to do a big full pool day or anything uh, but then went back and had a good, you know, hour and 90 minute nap, which felt great. Absolutely needed that. Um, but then around, you know, 3.30 or so, we're back to the Skyliner, a couple caramel lattes at Joffrey's and then uh, off to Epcot. Uh, and again, Megan throughout the day has been uh, stacking lightning lanes for us. In addition to that, Remy's, uh, she's got us a spaceship Earth and a Soren that we do kind of in that four o'clock hour when we're at Epcot. Uh, the San Angel Inn, the restaurant inside the pyramid in the Mexico pavilion. We had a 5 p.m. kind of early dinner there, uh, which was really delicious. Uh, had some margaritos, steak tacos, chicken enchiladas. Uh, all the food was great. Uh, but we had eaten a lot and each had a couple of margaritas. So we're like, we need another like sit down, digest, reprocess thing. So we're right there. We're like, let's get on the Grand Fiesta tour. It's a, There's no wait. You can see the line for it while we're sitting in the restaurant. Uh, so we we went over and did that. Uh, and then we did. I want to go back to our dinner for a second. Oh, sure. Our server, our server was so kind, so charming, so pushy. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> I am from the Midwest, and I don't like offending. And thank goodness we had a mission space lightning lane because he was going hard for me to get another margarita, and it took every ounce of oh, my being my to say no. I'm good. <laughs> I am not exaggerating. Yeah, it was borderline uncomfortable at one point. It was charming how he's pushing, but ugh. I know exactly what you're talking about. The fact that you even describe him as charming when he's trying to push you to drink more, <laughs> you know, it's the, I refer to it as my Midwest modesty mm. where like, you know, you're like, no, no, I couldn't possibly. Or like, you know what I mean? You're just always, yeah. oh, you know, I, the last thing I want is to offend anybody. And it's this stupid midwestern yeah. modesty and i think it's also being a woman on top of that and i'm a middle child i'm a taylor doesn't pleaser. have this issue <laughs> it's it's yeah me too me too also middle child also people pleaser it's brutal <laughs> so you're like all right i guess i'm gonna have five margaritas but i didn't i'm so proud of myself wasted on mm-hmm. uh grand fiesta tour I am, i'm very proud I, I i had the one margarita and then uh when i was done with it and he was doing his bit about getting another one i held my ground and did not get another margarita <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's good for Thank you. you. <laughs> Very proud of myself. I know that's a silly thing to be proud of. Mm-hmm. Anyways. So we have our, you know, we start our, our digestion process on Grand Fiesta Tour. Was great. Uh, walked on over. He needed to fill a little time before this Mission Space Lightning Lane. Uh, got on the seas, uh, which again, you could walk in with Nemo. 
man, I remember the Living Seas where it was the more like aquarium science focused of it. Uh, this new Nemo version was a big letdown for me. Uh, I got to say. Uh, yeah, that's why I was saying like you're you can walk on it yeah. at any time. And when it's the only lightning lane available, guess, you're like, uh, <laughs> we did use a lightning yeah. lane for it. But maybe we got in front of one child. Yeah, like it didn't one. Do it. Like, it's because we had child, it like, and again, like at Epcot. What else are you going to use it for? Yeah. So that yep. then we headed over. We our bodies have readjusted. Uh, we did a we did a green team for Mission Space. We did not go orange. I truly don't know how big the gulf between the intensity between the two is, but uh, we did it. We were the only two people in our pod because uh, you know not a lot of people getting on the ride at that point. So we each took two of the roles. We're both like each reaching over to the other side, hitting the other person's buttons for them who's not even there. Uh, so that added a challenge, I suppose. I don't know. Uh, uh, but at this point, because um, Megan's been watching, she uh, uh, does end up having a 845 uh, frozen as well, in addition to the 815 Remy's that she nice. got earlier. So even though we started the day at Hollywood Studios by doing, you know, the the refresh uh, throughout the day, uh, we end up between eight and nine doing uh, Re Remy's and Frozen back to back, which was super fun. First time on those. Good rides. work. Yeah. That's not an easy thing to do to get yeah. both those lightning lanes. It did kind of, it was kind of, we knew we wanted to watch Luminous. Is that the new show yeah. that mm -hmm. night? So it was like mm -hmm. this quick walking. We were at Mission Space, walked over to Remy's, walked back to Frozen, and then kind of walked along the World Showcase as the fireworks were going off and ended up kind of near America to watch the fireworks at the end of the evening. Yeah. Um, so kind of a half stopping every country or so to watch the fireworks for a couple minutes. Then we walk another country, few couple countries down back towards the Skyliner, uh, which was really nice. Uh, watch the end of the show right near France. Uh, and then at that point, it's just after nine. And it's just like, we've been going hard the last two days. It's nine o'clock. Let's just uh, let's just go back and uh, go back to the room. So we watched kind of the last 45 minutes of Ratatouille on TV. It just happened to be on and went to bed. It was great. It's a great day. <laughs> Oh, how per what perfect timing exactly. too for that movie is you just <laughs> ridden that ride. All right. Uh, I'm really impressed with how successful your days have been considering these are some of the busiest park days. Yeah. Again, being two adults, it's much easier to sort of be flexible, dart from one thing to another. Um, so, but even with a, you know, a good 90 minute nap and a visit to the pool, still a, a, a lot we did on New Year's Day. Let's jump in then to this is what your day six, I believe. In total, yes, but only January our second. fourth park day. Yeah. Okay. So where are we headed and are we still getting up early on this day? We are. Um, so this is a day we decided not to do Genie Plus. Um, it actually was the cheapest day though so far. For the for the first two days, Genie Plus was $39. New Year's Day, it was $37. For January 2nd, it was Back down to 29. I just wanted to share those numbers. That's so Still, expensive. Yeah. Could you imagine though? I mean, it's a lot just for the two right. of you. I couldn't imagine you know, being a family you, of five no. and paying that. Yeah. You were like yes, starting to think, should we not be getting Genie Plus every day? But um for for Christmas, we were like, don't get us gifts, get us gift cards. So we did like yeah, feel yeah. better about buying Genie Plus. Cause originally I was like, okay, Genie Plus is probably gonna be about $30 a day. But then when it goes up to 40, that's another $20 per day that you weren't expecting. So yeah. when you multiply that by a family of five, it's wild to mm -hmm. me. Um, but we did get up early. Um, we were at the Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom was our opening park for the day. And we were at the bus stop at 617. And we got there right as the bus came. So that was lovely. In the app, you can see the bus times for your resort. 
So I would check that a little bit in the morning as we were getting ready, but it wasn't always reliable. Don't set your watch to those. Yeah, that's sometimes sometimes to know to get there we'll early felt yeah you know, not to wait till 6 30 um, yeah don't just count on that don't be like well we've got five minutes because sometimes it comes five minutes early sometimes it will be you're like oh it's gonna be here any minute and then suddenly we'll be like bus time unavailable yep. you're like well i don't know what that <laughs> means so yeah um we had the bus all to ourselves which was kind of nice even though um kirby and beach does have multiple stops so it seemed like when the bus was going to magic kingdom Aruba was the last stop. So it stopped, picked us up at Jamaica, stopped at Aruba, but then we still had the bus all to ourselves. There was a delay in security. Like they didn't open it as early as they normally did, but we don't know why. Maybe there was, we noticed no monorails running. So we were wondering if it was maybe because monorail wasn't going yet, but we decided to rope drop mine train. Definitely liked it a lot more when we had a five minute wait as opposed to a two hour <laughs> so wait. So it worked this yep. time. Taylor really wanted to do Astro Orbiter. So that was a walk on as well. It, we didn't do Astro Orbiter at Disneyland, but I do like how you go up the elevator. And it was really cool that early in the morning to have these beautiful views. Um, we're doing everything standby. Um, so we go to Jingle Cruise. It's listed as 40. We get Ron in 14 minutes. Lovely. Haunted Mansion, Tea Party. These are all walk-ons pretty much except for the Jingle Cruise. A little bit of a wait. Um, we mobile order from Friar Nook's. A breakfast sandwich. So that has like the pretzel bun and the sausage, which was delicious. Um, we do pirates. We take, after we get off pirates, we need some coffee. So I do talk to a cast member about the best place to get coffee. And it doesn't seem like there's a lot of places to get lattes. So we took the train from by Splash Mountain around to Tomorrowland and we wait in the longest line of the day. What did the cast member recommend for? I'm curious what their recommendation was for coffee. So first he recommended a restaurant nearby to get some black coffee, but I don't actually like coffee. I like sweets. So I like a latte instead because it's a lot sweeter. Okay. So then he was saying the Tomorrowland Joffrey's was what he recommended. That's that's where I prefer. There is a Starbucks on Main Street, mm -hmm. but I don't want to stand in that line. And I love Joffrey's. Yeah, he did a great job of recommending, yeah, you could take the train to get over to Tomorrowland. And that's what we did. It was the longest line at the Joffrey's, though, still. I think that we waited in for the whole day. And then by the time we got to the front of the line, there was no hot cups left. So we had to get on this cold day iced coffees, which is not <laughs> a big problem. But like... They ran out of cups? And it was hot cups. And I wish they would have said something sooner because they waited to announce to the line when the people like two people in front of us got some hot coffee oh yeah. oh well i don't know how does that happen how do you run out of hot cups at a coffee stand that, i was wondering the same thing know. but they did <laughs> we're weird since we were doing the half marathon and donald duck is the mascot we decided to go to the storybook circus sideshow and it took just about 12 minutes to meet both goofy and donald and i didn't know how i was going to feel about the camera boxes um we did get memory maker so i thought they were cute to see some of the you know, walking up shots and him, them interacting with us. Poor Goofy hit his head on the motorcycle that's like sticking out of the wall. <laughs> Felt really bad for that cast member. <laughs> and after that, we had gotten the Tron virtual queue in the morning. So it was time to go to our Tron virtual queue. And it was busy enough that they had a line backed up for the virtual queue before you go scan. And they were telling people not to get into it before you were called because if you get to the front, they'll send you to the back. We've been keeping an eye on when they were calling virtual queues. And so 
Once they called the number ahead of us, we waited five minutes and we got in the line. And then by the time we scanned, we were called. <gasps> so it worked out. But maybe we cheated disc, a little disc, bit. But it worked out. Okay. And I was like, if I'm wrong and we have to go to the back of the line, we'll go to the back of the line. But it did work out. Right, right. So I do, I, I felt, <laughs> well, I'm glad it worked. Yeah. It was it was pretty backed up. So, And after that, uh, we got an egg rolls again because those cheeseburger egg rolls are delicious and saw another tiki room. Um, and after the tiki room, headed back to our resort to have a little nap. Okay, another nap in the afternoon. Yeah. I'm glad to hear it because you guys are just going yeah. so hard <laughs> here. It was nice. So the housekeeping comes every other day. That was a day they were supposed to come. And they we had the do not disturb sign out. And they called and asked if we'd like the room to be cleaned. And I said, we're going to probably be here for another hour. And they said they could come at four. And they did. Like when we came back later, our bed was made and fresh towels. So it was nice to know that if you're there and you have the do not disturb sign, they'll call and maybe come back later. At least that happened for us twice. Yeah. Um, so we, around four o'clock, headed back to Epcot. We just wanted to go into the pavilions and do a world showcase tour. Taylor, you were Again, like it seems like your parents like skipped a bunch of the more educational stuff because he was so surprised by all these like little mini museums in the back of the pavilions. I didn't know how far back half of these places went. It was incredible. They do. Yeah. I recently went with a girlfriend who's been a dozen times herself. And I was like, well, let's go like really explore the pavilion. She also yeah. had no idea. I was like, you can go like really back in there. Some hidden gems, yeah. you know, in these pavilions. Yeah. And we did that for like we spent about two hours over there any highlights of things that you found or discovered during this time the morocco pavilion i thought that was really cool the race artifacts that they had especially with our own run disney event coming up it was interesting to see that uh the japan pavilion i thought the kawaii is that the word the cute culture the little exhibit they had was a lot of fun to see the different things you recognize things that are you know not as recognizable in the united states and then, like, the little Norwegian section with, like, the gods, it was, you know, I know a little bit about it, but to see more information was fun and cute. Uh, I think on your podcast, you yeah. talk about Journey of Water, and I feel like this is another thing where it's cooler with kids, and it was also cold. And uh, so we didn't – it was beautiful, but we did not love Journey of Water. I – so I had somebody else who went just an, as an adult, and she was like, it was stupid. Like, she just did not – but she was just right. an adult by herself. I will say, you know, a, much like your opinions on Enchanted Tales with Belle, I, as an adult by myself, was like, ha, 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 like making the water do, you know, rise up in the air part ways or make sounds. I, as a lone adult, had a blast doing all of these <laughs> things, just standing in line with a bunch of little kids. And I'm up there like, my turn. <laughs> so I don't know, I guess teach their own right? right the music one i know taylor was like interested to figure out the tones and make a little song but it's definitely not like each strand is its own tone you're like kid wait over there i'm busy I want to make you a know song. doing well I'm like i'm like using one finger to be like i'm gonna like here. put my finger in front of one strand and it's gonna give me this chime note and then you go another and i'm, I'm like i'm gonna plunk out a melody it's like nope you just have to wave your hand and it makes a wind chime sound that's it that's all it does <laughs> oh so that it disappointed will, yes. you <laughs> Well, I was like, it makes sense. <laughs> I, mean, I love that I, myself, you too. Know, I'm a simpleton over here. <laughs> um, and then they still had the glimmering greenhouses, the holiday overlay for living with the land. And I I, I thought that was charming. I would not want to do living with the land every time I visited, but I'm glad we did it during the holidays <laughs> with the holiday lights. Yeah. And 
Some yeah. of the rooms smelt so good, and then you get to the fish room, and it's not as pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, we have kind of a chill evening. We have uh, La Cellier. Is that how you say it? La Cellier. La Cellier mm-hmm. in Canada. Yeah. And that is um, a delicious meal. We get some wine. Taylor gets some Merlot, and I get the ice wine flight. Um, I will say the ice wine, it's very – it's a lot like mead, where it's almost like a close to a syrupy like texture so it was sweet and nice but not my favorite for like a steak meal um we shared some heirloom beets with goat cheese taylor got the ribeye and i got the filet mignon and we both preferred our own meat cut cut of meat our own steaks we ordered we tried a bite of each we know what you mean we we tried a bite of each and then we're like yep we're sticking with our own for this um and then we were done with epcot because we wanted to go to jelly rolls taylor is a piano player and uh, we wanted to check out these dueling pianos. We got there right at 8. Doors opened at 7.30, but we still got a table right by the front. Uh, I was just kind of keeping an eye out throughout the evening. Even by 9, there's still some tables available and definitely plenty of standing room. And it was a blast. So I had a fun. ton of fun. Yeah. I need to hear Taylor's Yes, uh, that's why I figured I'll let Joy Taylor Rolls. take it over. Yeah, we'll let him that's take just, over As here. someone who enjoys, like... You know, I, I teach teenagers to sing for a living. So the idea of just group communal singing in any context, whether it's, you know, beautiful choral music or just people singing in a bar is just a thing that I always enjoy. And, when you you know, you can tell most of the people who are in there when they ask, you know, who's first time at Jelly Rolls? Who's been here before? So many people were repeat customers because they know they just love, you know, singing along, whether you're good, feel like you're a good singer or a bad singer. Uh, you can just go in and have a good time. The the pianists were so delightful and engaging and can just play, pretty much were able to play anything they were asked to play in terms of the requests they were given on the cocktail napkin. So very, very impressive musicians. It was a blast. Taylor put in a request, play your most dramatic key change. And what, what song did they end up playing? Well, So one of the pianists at the beginning was like, you can request, you know, a specific song. Maybe you just want to throw in a request for an artist that you like. Maybe you want to hear a song in a particular key. Like he's sort of getting abstract with like, feel free to request any type of thing you like. So I, being a, a, a cheeky person, wrote on my request sheet, like, play the song with the most dramatic key change you can think of. Uh, and then he, when he sees that, he eventually he plays uh, Defying Gravity from Wicked. Uh, and uh, Megan and I, being theater people, uh, were singing all the you know background vocals and Galinda's part while he was just doing Alphaba, and it was uh, one of my favorite things that happened the whole trip. It was so so fun. I love that. <laughs> I absolutely love that, and I love that that was the song yes. that he picked. I also like that you are not offended by people who can't sing because I cannot sing at all, but it doesn't stop me. Oh, he lives with ever. me and I, I can't sing. Kids, He's not offended. I always tell my kids, I'm like singing shit. Like you don't have to be a professional. Singing yes, should just exactly. be fun. Like I sing in my car. I sing all the time and I cannot mm-hmm. sing at all. But I'm like, just have fun with it. You know, you're not getting paid exactly. to do this. You know, we're, we're having fun. I, uh, you live in I the Chicago do- area. Um, I was just going to bring up your sing a few bars, your yeah. research. What I was about to bring up. Amazing. Uh, but I was, um, when I was doing my master's degree in music education, one of the professors I was working with was starting some research on the effects of alcohol on people's like self-concept of singing. So we were like start doing these events at bars in the Chicago Evanston area uh, where it was, you know, preliminary research at the time I was doing it on how people's uh, self-confidence when it came to singing, uh, especially public singing in front of other people would change change in the bar setting versus not so uh, i uh, 
that's so, what were your findings? I'm so curious. That's really, really funny. Uh, so far. Again, it was, was more we were just at the time I was there and doing it. It was just to sort of like get the event started before the real, you know, actual taking of data and, and observation and survey <laughs> research had happened. But but overall, we got very positive results and we throw a caroling Christmas party every year. Uh, and people who we know who like say they don't like to sing tend to always enjoy when it's that, you know, group setting. So Jelly Rolls was absolutely right up my alley as just representing of so many things I care about and enjoy. Oh, yay. That's so fun. Was that the end of your night? That was the end of our night. We stayed there till, gosh, 10. We we could have stayed there till one in the morning. Next day was expo day. We didn't have anything early, but we still wanted to be good about going to bed so we're not wrecked for Friday into Saturday. All right. Let's stop here for part two of Taylor and Megan's trip. Stay tuned for part three, where we really dive into run Disney races. I'll see you guys in the next episode.